0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. Let's do some money in politics. We have Liz Peak, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and John Fund, Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline. And uh, John's latest book is Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. Uh, kids, welcome. Thank you very much. Liz Peak, I want to begin with you because you have to help me. There's a lot of things in life that I do not understand. Here's one of them. We are from California on. Gavin Newsom, I think there's a dozen states now. We are going to ban the internal combustion engine, gas-powered automobiles. We're going to ban them. Okay, fine. So now we have this battery economy. The only trouble is we don't have the ingredients – for the batteries, the nickel and the lithium and all this stuff that I don't even understand. And we don't have enough electricity to fuel the batteries because Gavin Newsom said you can't plug in your charger. Okay, so that's, that's what we got on one side. Then I had Paul Dabar on the show earlier. He's a former top scientist for the energy department during the Trump years, very smart guy, not a political guy. And he was telling, saying, you know, Paul, the trouble is. The Greenies won't provide permits to mine the resources so we can make these batteries, put the stuff in the batteries. We have to buy it from China, make China rich. And then he told me this. If we did mine for the resources, then the carbon emissions from the mining would exceed the carbon emissions From the automobiles, the gas-powered automobiles. So this is the stupidity. (laughs) There's like three stupid things here. Number one is banning uh, gas cars. Okay. Number two is uh, we're going to have to make China rich because we don't have the uh, uh, mineral resources. But number three, if we had the mineral resources, it would release more carbon emissions than what the automobiles presently release. Now, my ha- to use your phrase, my hair's on fire. Is that what you say? I do not understand any of this.
1: So my sort of overall response to this is these are not serious people. They are people yes, right. checking boxes, uh, that is to say, Gavin Newsom, Joe Biden, etc., to make themselves popular with people for whom climate risk is more important than anything else on earth. And there is that contingent of people. And we have a small fraction of the population who buys into that. But sadly, the entire population is being subjected to really injurious policies driven by that very small minority, exactly the same as happened in Germany. And look at their situation now. It's horrific. But, Larry, to your point, yes, we don't have uh, the the reason that environmentalists stop the permitting on mining such minerals is yeah it's dangerous and harmful to the environment but since the climate is an is a global phenomenon if it's mined in China it's equally bad for the global war, uh climate as it is if it's mined here it's just we don't want it in our backyard yes. but the the bigger mish, the bigger message is this climate agenda of Joe Biden and secondarily Gavin Newsom is not well thought through it's not planned out I mean, look at California now. It is in a ridiculous situation where, yes, you have to have an EV, but oh, you can't plug it in between four and nine. And I've seen serious people write, "Well, that's not important because that's not a very busy time of day." <laughs> what if you're picking your kids up at school, or you have it, you have to go to a dinner, or whatever? I mean, this is the most ridiculous uh, program. Uh, on earth. And and the, the multiple steps and mistakes that California has made to get to where they are now and where they're going, it, it would... I just wrote a piece about it. It took more than a thousand words and I had to kind of leave out some.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, I read your column. Made. No, no, I loved your column. Uh, <laughs> Biden White House loves California energy solutions, shortages, <laughs> and high costs. Just as a follow-up for a flip over to John Funn. Um, if you... If you plug in your EV charging battery or whatever, you'll have to give up air conditioning and refrigerators. Okay? Air refrigerator. Now there's a heat wave, so you know air conditioning, but you have to give up your refrigerators. Now, that is not good for food, and that is not good for families. I mean, really?
1: we're we're joking about this but the reality is if you're if you have an outage and there were northern california cities that actually did cut off power to residences over the last week when the temperature was over 100 degrees people can die under those circumstances right. larry i mean in england right. we've had them opening cooling centers and heating centers because they know this winter people could freeze to death these are not these are not sort of problems that, that can be just sort of sideswiped. These are serious problems, and California has them in spades, not to mention that low-income people are saddled with electricity that's 80 percent more expensive than the rest of the country. Right. At some point, don't those people stand up and say, no, we oh, yeah. refuse to let this happen?
0: No. By the way, good point. We're all focused on gasoline prices, as we should be, but electricity prices are soaring. even while gas prices are slipping lower. John Fund, first of all, I'm going to assert there is no climate warming emergency, point number one. Point number two, the problem is climate policy, not uh, global warming. And number three, John, why don't we just go back and let people have cars, internal combustion, let them drive their own damn cars, and if they want to have EVs, let them do that too. Why, why do we have to do all this rigmarole?
2: Larry, you and Liz have forgotten that the liberals have a solution to the problems you just outlined. Yes, you can't charge your electric car unless you, you know, ch- charge your refrigerator and your, and, your, um, and your air conditioning at home. It's going to be very simple. Uh, your car has your electric car will have an air conditioner. You can put a <laughs> mini-fridge in it and you can live in your car. <laughs> and it can be, always be charged. You just have to leave your house.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, honest to God. John, politically, okay? You're a political expert. This stuff isn't going to fly. I mean, Liz's point, people are going to be furious, aren't Larry, they? The,
2: the The biggest lesson I've learned in my entire career in journalism is – watch what politicians and people do not what they say people and politicians especially say global warming is the metaphysical equivalent of the apocalypse it's going to hit us we have to deal with it but you know one percent of people say that global climate change is the most important issue right and when you ask people okay you think climate change is important, and I do too. I think we do have to do things about it, new technologies, the kind of things Bjorn Lomborg talks yes. about to yes. get us out of this mess. But how much are you willing to pay for it? Mm-hmm. The average person in this country is willing to pay between $20 and $70 more to solve the climate change problem. Now, that is not a political constituency that you can depend on to shut down Western civilization. They're going to revolt. They're going to have their hair on fire, as Liz says.
0: So, you know, look at um, – I've forgotten his name from the Manhattan Institute. He was on the show last Mark night. Mills. Uh, Mark Mills. Thank yeah. you, John. So, you know, Liz, Mark Mills says we've spent five – oh, that's right. I read this first in the um, hotline for the Committee to Unleash Trust. Mark Mills says we've spent $5 trillion on subsidies for, uh, you know, green energy, blah, 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 over the last two decades. And we are still uh, the globe is using fossil I believe his number was eighty four percent of all the power around the world is still fossil fuels. This is five trillion dollars later it 's still fossil fuels Larry, so what does that tell you
2: some well, of it some of this is spent out of a f- nearly religious fervor and conviction that we have to change the way we live, but some of it is a plan. elites who want to transfer wealth from your pocket, and my pocket, and Liz's pocket, and the pockets of the people in your audience, to their pockets. I'm talking about Wall Street investors who have decided to bet big on wind and solar and using guilt and the climate issue to transfer resources into an industry that is not fully ready for prime time. We're talking about carbon trading people like Al Gore. Al Gore has made hundreds of millions of dollars trading carbon credits back and forth, which is a shell game. There are elites in this country that are becoming rich and redistributing income for the middle class to them in order to become the new energy elite. Yep.
0: So, Liz, uh, and,
1: this and is... I think the problem is that people are lied to about it. I mean, Californians don't hear from the major networks or from the tra- traditional media that the cost that they're paying more for electricity because of policies. But, they but think Liz, well, one of the reasons they can't hear
2: that is because their power is out. <laughs> Touche. Uh,
1: but uh, it, you know, I think we're getting to the point to your Larry's point about five trillion dollars. Uh, of course, it has gone slowly. And again, it has been really damaging. Um, I had to laugh this morning. There's an article in the New York Times about cutting down ancient trees. Because actually, the biggest renewable fuel in Europe—I think I read this right—is wood. wood. Yes, and
0: <laughs> wood. <laughs> I mean,
2: wood. can
1: you imagine? So, what is the best thing for the planet? We can all agree the best thing for the planet is trees. They recycle yes. carbon and whatever they do. But I've read a million pieces about it. Trees are good. We're cutting down trees to increase the percent of renewable fuel. When I. When I said early on these are not serious people, this is what I mean. This, this is not serious. And in terms of the EV economics, they're so terrible that the taxpayer has to keep funding the purchase of EVs. What does that tell you? It tells look, you it's not a competitive look, product absent the government's heavy hand. So at some point, I, I just really hope uh, that voters kind of wake up to what's really going on here. Liz, I think John's Liz, point is actually we they're have. Best the in is coming. Yeah, because I hope. we have
2: a template. We have a template for how to get out of this mess. It's to look at whatever Germany has done <laughs> and do the opposite. Do it. <laughs> and Liz Truss in the new prime but, minister, yes, yes, she has. She's ended the fracking ban.
0: The first she thing is, she did. The first, the first thing, thing she, she did ban. was end the fracking ban.
2: That's terrific. She, list, she let out new permits for oil and gas exploration in the North Sea. Yep, she is. She is subsidizing people's fuel bills for this winter because they're going up over 300 percent in one year. That's crushing. But she has basically said, we are going to produce energy so we don't have to do this ever again. And we don't have to be dependent on hostile powers like Russia.
0: Yeah. By the way, Charles better keep his yap shut because he's a climate Marxist.
2: Well, his mother
0: is a climate Marxist
2: over 70 years on the throne. We still don't know what she thought about any major issue.
0: That's good.
2: Charles, Charles, we know already what he thinks. He should at least have the decency to follow his mother's example. Yes. And the way to be beloved is to be silent. I was going to say, this
0: guy's got such a long paper trail, he shouldn't open his yap for a long time. Liz, you know, before we take a break, all these things you're describing, we're all describing, this is socialist central planning. Yeah. jammed down the throats of Americans who don't want it. That's yeah. what this is all about. You're going to, you know, we're having this uh unauthorized this socialist uh, Fox Nation special. You're going to be in it. Um that's what this is. Socialist central planning and nobody wants the damn thing.
1: And you know what's really a, a hallmark of socialist central planning? To John's point, a lot of ve- – not a lot, but a very few people at the very top making those decisions get very, very rich. No,
0: that's and, right. That's and nobody
1: right. else does. Everyone else gets somewhat poorer, and that's what's going to happen here.
0: All right. We got uh, Liz Peak, Fox News, and um, syndicated columnist John Fund, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. We're going to come back in just a second and talk about how Joe Manchin, who double-crossed the Republicans – is now getting double crossed by Democrats. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're here with Liz Peak, Fox News contributor, John Fund, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. So, kids, let's talk about this, this is a very interesting story. So, Joe Manchin. Really double-crossed the Republicans at the last minute and uh, threw in with this stupid inflation reduction bill, which is really an inflation-increasing bill. But now the interesting thing is, and this is where I want your comments, he was promised a vote to improve permitting, uh, presumably permitting for um, fossil fuels as as well as other things, um, roads, bridges, and highways. But it turns out that um, Bernie Sanders and others have been organizing about 60 Democratic votes in the House to vote against a permitting bill, whether it's, I don't know, standalone or in the continuing resolution. So Manchin double-crossed the GOP. Now the Democrats are double-crossing Joe Manchin. And let me just add to that, uh, as I set the table here, I didn't even know this. Uh, Joni Ernst, Senator Ernst was on the TV show and reminded me that Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia, Senator Capito, has a much better permitting bill without all the regulations and all the spending that the Democratic bill Manchin signed on to has. So there's a Republican revolt inside that. So now you've almost got like a double, double cross going on. So, John Fund, I'm going to start with you on this. What do you make of this?
2: For Joe Manchin to believe that Chuck Schumer was going to deliver his fellow Democrats for a permitting bill and go against the environmental lobby is just preposterous. Talk about being taken in. Mm. Didn't he notice that when Chuck Schumer made that promise, he was wearing a T-shirt that had Lucy from the Charlie Brown cartoon <laughs> and a football, and his, <laughs> and, his, and his face was superimposed on that of Charlie Brown? <laughs> didn't he notice that?
0: Uh, yeah. So, Imbo, but Liz, in a, in a very serious way, I, and we're going to get Senator Capito on the show this coming week. To I didn't even know this, but she's got a bill. That's a much better bill that it basically uh, goes back to the Trump permitting rules inside of two years, you know, in one federal decision and so forth uh, without all the um, highly restrictive environmental things that the Biden White House has put on. And Republicans are going to vote against this permitting bill, e- even though one would think, but they're not. They have no love for Joe Manchin anymore. They're furious at him for double crossing him. They've got a better bill, and then the Liberal Democrats uh, are going to vote against it because they don't want any permitting for anything.
1: I, but I think John's right. I, I don't think Joe Manchin is that stupid. It's impossible to imagine that he was taken in on this. I think somehow he just caved, and I think the pressure on him to go along with a big spending bill – and to his credit, it was not as big as it might have been originally – but I think it just became intolerable uh, because, I, I mean, I didn't think there was ever going to be a permitting bill. Did you, Larry? I mean, did did you really think Chuck Schumer was going to be able to bat down these noisy, uh, extreme left-wing members of his own party? I don't think so. And, by the way, I think occasionally we should applaud the fact that Donald Trump made this permitting issue uh, a yeah. priority because the American people are really about – on are they're so supportive of this? They know that the entanglements of our bureaucracy are insufferable, and that we can't move anything forward. I hope, and if I have chance, I'll do it in the next couple of months. We should look at what's happened to the 1.1 trillion dollar infrastructure bill. How much has been paid out? Uh, to date, how many projects Very are actually little. getting off the ground? Of course not, because they can't. Because every time you want to move a stone, sixteen tribal authorities, local officials, mm-hmm. environmental groups lie down on railroad tracks and say "yet," and uh, that is a huge, huge problem for our country. So, kudos for having gotten this into the. Uh, national conversation in the trump era and kudos for capito if in fact there is a bill that maybe people could get behind but but the democrats aren't going to do it they're yeah, just not going you to know do i'm very proud it. of it.
0: this the permitting stuff came out of the uh, nec national economic council um, andrew Ullman, francis brooke myself many others we worked with the agencies we got it through the president was you know riding honcho on this the whole time but you know your point is right here, Liz. The infrastructure stuff. This is not just about fossil fuels. Yeah. The because Biden's repealed the they scrapped Trump's executive order, so the um, White House Council on Air on Air Quality and the EPA are now preventing bridges, roads, highways, tunnels. You know grids, all the stuff that they thought they were going to get, they can't get because they got rid of the permitting rules. And look at Liz, I will tell you this. Uh, I don't, I can't give Joe Manchin. He's a friend of mine or was. Um, I was shocked when he threw in with Schumer because his main reason, he called me, I talked to, to Manchin, okay, and he said it's the permitting. We're going to get a permitting bill, and I never believed it. And therefore, I felt he was just incredibly naive to begin with. Never should have done what he did. We never yeah. should have had that bill. And furthermore, his poll now, John, fun to you. I don't know if you, Mansions' polls in West Virginia have collapsed, collapsed. Okay, the uh, the governor who probably run against him for the Senate is like got a twenty five point lead right now in the polls.
2: Wow. The former attorney general of West Virginia, who lost to Manchin by three points last time, is now 14 points ahead. What's his name, John? Pat Morrissey.
0: Yeah, that's the guy I mean. But the governor uh, might run against him, too. But
2: well, we... the governor's getting up there in years, just like Joe Manchin is. I think what this decision by Manchin indicates is he's never running for office again. In yeah, Virginia. that's right. That's, that's Effectively, right. this is his retirement announcement. That's why uh, he... God only knows you know, what uh, he was promised. I do know this. Last year, when they needed Manchin's vote for one of the stimulus bills, lo and behold, his wife was appointed chair yeah. of the Appalachian Development
0: yeah. Co- Commission, no, you're one right. of
2: the cushiest no-show jobs in Washington.
0: Yeah, it's a million dollars a year for the Appalachian Commission. You're quite right. Uh, that was for the um, uh, uh, March 2021 American Relief Bill, the $2 exactly. trillion dollar bill. No, you're right um i work with joe for six months i give him a lot of credit for stopping uh the big tax hikes and i mean liz is right to some extent this bill is smaller than the original bill. back better but I, I know i can't i can't excuse it i'm sorry i can't excuse it liz. no
1: i don't excuse it at all i think it's a travesty but i'm just saying there must have been and by the way this thing with his wife is is real i mean there is she does have that appointment and that supposedly was sort of a payback who knows right but if he's if if your guys are right and he's going to be no longer uh, in public office, maybe that was a good trade off in his mind. I, I think it's tragic, honestly.
0: Well, I think that you're going to get a Republican senator from West yeah, Virginia. That That's what good. I think. John yeah. Fund, 30 seconds. The cavalry's coming. Mitch McConnell's wrong. These guys are going to look. They're looking pretty good. All these Trump candidates. Give me 30 seconds, John.
2: The campaign begins after Labor Day before then. Voters are inattentive, and you're surveying registered voters, not likely voters. Right. As you, when you register likely voters, you get higher Republican
0: numbers. All right. John Fund and Liz Peak, thanks ever so much. I'm Larry Kudlow. We will see you again next weekend.